Fit for Life Radio, episode number 167. Will and I, I being Gary. I being Will. Will being you Will. You being Will. We will be dishing today on... <laughs> dishing. <laughs> that sounds we are in seventh grade and we're dishing, dishing today. Dishing 90s. I've been watching that 90s show. Uh, is it good? Uh, is it good enough? <laughs> so it ended up being good at the at the beginning. You're very defensive, like because they, which I guess is kind of cool. They purposefully, it was like scene for scene, a replication of like that '70s show, the first episode or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're like, oh, these kid actors are awful, and you're like, you know, you're just holding. And then another factor is we don't, my wife and I don't watch much like sitcoms mm-hmm. so then you know it's like kind of has the laugh you know the, the audience and, and all the laugh track and it, you're like ah this is corny but then we just kind of kept watching it and it started we got started to get a little attached and it was funny and by the end you know so it was, it was Dude, laugh good. tracks are weird if the, you think about it oh yeah without it, it would well, be, like without it you're like yeah how so you know it it hits right because the it's in 1995 so the obviously the people they're trying to appeal to were and the kids in it were like 15 mm-hmm. so in 1995 i was born in 1985 so i was 10 then you know so it's yeah really hitting yeah that's like perfect right right there um so you know who carries it though again and in the beginning they have all a lot of the old people like ashton kutcher and everyone mm-hmm. like make little cameos in the first episode but then most of the shows like the new kids but then uh um, the grandparents the grandparents red and uh donna no, it's no, not Donna. Donna's Donna. The daughter, um, the ri- damn, what's her name? You know, you've been watching the yeah. show. Well, anyways, they're they're good, man. They're, they're funny, good, man. man. They're on point. They carry it. I feel like they were old when the R- show honestly, was on. Honestly, Red, ca- to, for me, he's, oh, he's just the he's best. The best. Just so. a cranky ass. Oh, you know who else? I don't want to spoil too much, but you, Fez is in there. I think I knew you were gonna say that. I could feel it. This <laughs> is classic, man. Uh, but anyways, today we're gonna be talking Redi- about tradition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real uh, realistic. Speaking of realistic expectations, like what what should you expect when it comes to like fitness and you know so weight loss and working out and all of that? Yeah, fat loss, muscle gain, you know, so body change and even and then like strength and things like that. Because one thing that's still very common nowadays is yeah, un unrealistic expectations, unrealistic expectations, and, and the problem with that is. Well, for one, it's unrealistic, so you're just setting yourself up for fr- unneeded frustration. Yeah, and like just being disappointed in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like me setting up the expectation that I'm going to be able to fly next week. Well, that's just not realistic. Yeah. And why would I be mad at myself for that? You know, mm-hmm. so it, you, you really have to keep yourself in check, and that's what we're here to do today. Yeah, and I would even go as far as saying that unrealistic expectations – are a major reason why most people don't succeed. Yeah. Because then the, our expectations are so high when we like start a diet program or exercise program or buy some, you know, fancy superfood or supplement that yeah, it's just, it's literally what we're expecting is never going to happen. So then it doesn't happen and then we're left disappointed yeah. and frustrated. And then we it's a cycle, right? So, yeah, hopefully we can help you Break that down and then know what are realistic expectations and w- truly what to expect. So now you can start actually celebrating and patting yourself on the back and, and looking for 
wins progress and yeah. wins yeah all, all too often people are doing all the right things mm-hmm. and like are on the right track but because their expectations are so wild they're not celebrating that they're doing literally everything right yeah and are on the right path and do like doing really well mm-hmm. you know and that sucks that somebody doesn't see that you yeah. know they're beating themselves up when like they if they saw it a little bit differently they'd be celebrating that like damn i'm doing the best that somebody probably could do in this situation yeah it's like if you wanted to get a nice pretty yard and you literally bought the grass seed put the grass seed down and then woke up the next day looking for your lush lawn and you're like where's my lawn this is not going to happen so then you're going to be and then you're disappointed and frustrated when reality it takes like oh i gotta tend to this every day and then i gotta water it and then every quarter i gotta do more stuff and then maybe after a year it's really really cranking right yep so we'll start with uh the body change stuff uh you really have two goals like most people either want to lose fat or gain muscle yeah or a little bit of both um and and even then most people actually don't even want to lose fat or gain muscle per se they want to get tone lose their tummy Right. So that's what they want. But know that both those things actually mean losing fat and or gaining muscle. That's usually what it is. Both of those things. First, you have to understand that. Um, Then moving beyond that, realistic rates of fat loss. So where do we go wrong? What are a lot of people's expectations? Well, it stems from and I just heard on the radio like yesterday, (laughs) some ad. I don't even know what. Well, this is what they want. It's good marketing because you don't really actually know what it is. They're like, would you like to lose a pound of fat a day without exercising, without special diets, without – and they like basically list off everything. So I'm like, you know, who who knows what it is. But then, yeah, they're they're promoting losing like 30 pounds of fat a month, which – that's outrageous. It's, that's outrageous. Unless you're morbidly obese, yeah. like um, say like six hundred pounds, uh, that that it's not happening. Yeah, it's it's physiologically not happening. No, but then even more unrealistically realistic is the common, you know, like get a six pack in thirty days and lose twenty five pounds and um and yeah, I and I think most people they'll start, they go all in, diet, exercise, and they're hoping to lose like twenty pounds in a month. Yeah. Which like and then and then and we see this all the time too with people and people will legit lose like be losing like four five six seven eight pounds and they're, they're literally they're upset d- yeah upset and disappointed and frustrated and it's like hey you're act- this is the best case scenario. yeah you're killing the game <laughs> right now so really you just need to shift your mindset and you should be ecstatic yeah and you know with that you basically have your so realistic rates of fat loss. And again, how much fat you lose depends on. So when we even say these, this means you're being super consistent and you, you, you got to figure it out. You got it locked in, which both those things like they take time, take time in, in a while, sometimes a while for people to lock in because it's hard. Right. Um, but say you have your diet locked in, that's going to be the biggest thing for fat loss. Um, what are realistic rates? So. It's going to depend, too, on, again, how much fat you have to lose. Yeah. So, but in general, an extreme best-case scenario, massive amount. And, like, you're doing everything right, super consistent. It's going to be about 1.5% 
really in two percent at the most of your body weight yeah right so that actually is going to come down to um about two pounds a week yeah you know so if you had if you were like 200 pounds and you wanted to lose at the extreme rate pulling up the calculator here it's four if my if my math is correct uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and one and a half would be three pounds a week. Yeah, which so, I would say would be more like the top end of the extreme for most mm-hmm. people. And again, you have to be rocking out on everything, on point. Yeah, everything dialed in: sleep, nutrition, yep. super consistent activity. Every day. Day in, day out. Um, now, so the number we normally, in more practical, real world sense, that we say is best case scenario, and we kind of set the expectation of, is 1%, right? So 1% is a good number. For most people, that's going to be about two pounds a week, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so, and then realize if you're way smaller, you know, if you're like someone who's like, I want to lose the last 10, right? You're, you're 100 and you know, 40 and you want to get to 130, 1%, that's a pound and a half, right? Um, so, and, and that's going to take, you know, that's somewhat more reasonable, but it's still like, again, super consistent, Gotta be consistent, super on point. That's what you're looking at, right? And then the more realistic, most comfortable and reasonable is going to be half a percent or less, mm-hmm. right? But even then... A pound a week. Yeah, that's a pound a week. And I would say, and like we have, you know, amazing transformations. People were like, everyone's like, I want that. People who lost 50, 60 pounds over a year or two, you know, 90% of them, the transformations we see that last and stick are that like half a percent. Mm-hmm. Pound a week for most pound, people. Pound a week. That's uh, just where it comes out yeah. to. I mean, that's, we got a a lot of, yep. of data across so the years. Normally then when we're sitting down with someone who maybe has a lot to lose, best case scenario, that's 50 pounds a year. Yeah. Uh, Which know, if we're talking like that, 50 pounds is a lot. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. A pound a week. Right. So then say you're starting something. Um, yeah. Like a, if you're losing a pound a week, so in a month you lose four pounds. That's great. Yeah. Cause here's the catch. This is about fat loss. We want to lose fat, right? We want to maintain muscle, lean tissue, we want to lose fat. That's what covers up our muscle. That's how we get tone. So if you're losing more than really these amounts, so especially like the one and a half, two percent, like it, you're losing more than body fat. Yeah. Yeah. Like you you're, you're starting to lose muscle mass. You don't want to lose too much weight too fast. That is actually not no bueno. It's not a good thing. No bueno. Now, again, if you're like morbidly obese, then, you know, that's different. Yeah, so like you have this more there to lose. So you're not going to like yeah. lose the muscle mass yeah. quickly like somebody else would. So and, and, and one good way to think of it, we lay that out like one and a half percent to two percent, you know, one percent, half percent. You know, the higher that rate of progress, the more extreme you're going to need to be. Right. Like literally the the one and a half, two percent is going to take almost 100% consistency, like no margin for error Nope. with your nutrition. Which for most people is not realistic. Yeah, and then, you know, reasonable is going to be about 
eighty percent, and then you know the com- comfortable is going to be about fifty to sixty-five percent. You know, so sixty percent. Um, and yeah, that's what we see across the board. Like people, no one, like do no one, unless I've like, is, unless they're like a bodybuilder or athlete that has a like a weight specific, is going to be really ninety percent or more yeah. consistent. Like that, I don't like that's so dialed in. Most people have like too many other commitments and mm-hmm. responsibilities to even be at that point. To do that, you need to be tracking calories. You need to be accurately tracking calories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that means like you're tracking everything. You know how to track like your entries that you're using are correct. Then it also means the actual food and portions that you're actually eating are correct. Like mm-hmm. there's different le- levels. And then generally, thing, right? your your level of planning. And then it is, is really high. Yeah, your planning is 100% on point. And then you're 100% also honest with, with it all. It's very rare. Yeah. That's very rare. Most of the time it takes a give and take. And like we, like we eat like 80-20, you know, we're going to have some free meals or some stuff. Or we're kind of fudge our portions or we're off. So that's why most people end up in that like 60 to 80% kind of like uh, consistency range. Yeah. Which, again... That is good enough. Like yeah, I that's said, that's great. That can get you losing a pound a week. 50 pounds a year. Um, but that's what you're looking at. Yeah. And that's, I mean, if you ask anybody if they would love to lose 50 pounds in a year, they'd probably say oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So just like remember that it's just not going to happen fast. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. So if you can frame it to where like, all right, one pound a week. And we're talking averages too. Sometimes you won't lose a pound in a week yeah. and you lose two in the next week or whatever. But over time, it averages out to about a pound a week mm-hmm. is what we're looking at. And another thing we want to layer on top of this is this is talking fat loss. Yes. Like we know is a lot of people's goal. Now when we're talking about this, we're talking about you being on point with your nutrition. Another expectation that you have to eliminate is a lot of people expect to start an exercise program and lose weight. Yeah. You, I would say you actually want to put that expectation at zero. Yeah. You know, if you're, you know, depending on what happens to your nutrition, like you could start exercise program daily and, and not lose any weight. And the thing with that is that doesn't, that's not a bad thing. Either. No. You actually, we, we would prefer you to detach any expectation of weight loss from exercise. exercise. Instead, the expectations you want to attach to exercise are feeling, having more energy, having more strength, having more physical capability, knowing that you're building bone health thing, you know, all these other benefits. And those are the expectations when you start an exercise program that you want to hype up. That's what you're after. So if you start an exercise program and you don't really address anything with your eating and your expectations that, Oh, I'm going to lose mm-hmm. weight doing this. It, that n- yeah. nil, like it, it shouldn't be an expectation yeah. at all. And then you could start an exercise program and then not necessarily think you're addressing your nutrition, but you do make some subconscious changes and then lose weight. Like it is very possible that without thinking about your nutrition. And that happens. You do. So that's, that's great. But know that the exercise you did three days a week is not what drove your weight loss. Mm -hmm. So it now it can help you burn a little extra calories and help you maintain or build muscle, which then down the road can make your metabolism a little higher in effect. But ultimately... Um, you know, if you're someone who's like, you start an exercise program, you're a month in, you've only lost three pounds or you've lost no pounds or you gain two pounds and you're frustrated and you just, um, oh, that has nothing to do with the exercise. No. You know, if you started exercising consistently, it's, it's, it's basically going to be 
a lot. There's going to be great expectations to pat yourself on the back for that will be met. Like improve again, improving yeah. your heart health and your strength and all that. So when it comes to the scale, to weight loss, to fat loss, um, nutrition is the catalyst. And then with that, like we said, <coughs> real it is not realistic. It is unrealistic to expect to lose 20 pounds in a month and these crazy numbers. You want to look for anywhere from half a pound to two pounds a week. I think that, yeah, that range is more Depending on your consistency. Yeah. Now, even, so a little less common goal is specific muscle gain. Yeah. And this is, you know, same thing. This happens to a lot of a lot of guys, right? Or you're a little scrawny when you're younger and you start and you're like, I want to gain muscle, right? And or this will actually tie into a lot of times when people start and they get frustrated, they're not seeing weight loss and they're like, well, it's probably because I'm gaining muscle, you know? And it's like, oh, but they've gained 15 pounds, yeah, and you're like, right? Well, I don't think it's what, ha- what happens when we start exercising a lot of times is we're like, oh, since I exercise, I deserve this yeah. or I earn this. Or you're just more hungry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, our appetite's driven up. So then people end up actually eating more and gain weight. To thinking they're compensating for yeah. this exercise that they're doing. Oh, it's muscle. and Oh, it's muscle. You gain, they gain 20 pounds. Yeah. You know, oh, it's muscle. I, w- I wish. Well, hopefully this will help. So, uh, and, and same thing, like some, you know, kid that wants to gain muscle and then he's like hoping to gain, you know, 40 pounds in, in two months or whatever. You'll see some stuff that even says things like that. So it's actual not, not happening. muscle gain. Now, a huge factor in muscle gain is your fitness level. Yeah. Your, your, your training age. Yeah, your How long have you been age. doing this? So if you're starting out, say a beginner versus advanced, so like first three months, first six months. It's, it's, it, they're way different. You right? get the noob gains. Yep. You'll get newbie gains. So as a beginner, you could expect to, again, doing everything right. If you're a guy, male, men, biologically, <laughs> um, you will, you can expect, and th- again, this is because biological men have. It's uh, just levels of testosterone. Yeah, they have more different. testosterone, which is going to affect muscle gain. Um, realistically one and a half to two and a half pounds a month. Yeah. That's just starting out. So if you lose those first six months, you, you could possibly gain, you have good genetics, good hormones, beginner. I mean, really like 10, you could gain like 15, 15, 20 pounds of muscle in six months. Um, but again, like we said, even with a, a beginner male muscle gain per month. So the best case scenario at the most two and a half pounds, right? Yeah. So if you're starting and you're just someone who's like, this isn't maybe one of your things, but you're like, oh, you gain muscle when you start working out. Yes. But if your scale went up 15 pounds in a month, it's no, not it wasn't muscle. All muscle. <laughs> we know that <laughs> at the most two and a half pounds and that's men, right? Women. And that's per month, per month, per month. I know we did weekly on the beginner the woman, loss. half a pound to one pound. Yeah. Monthly. All right. Then you get to intermediate. Slows down a little bit. Slows down. Intermediate male. Probably. Like, we'll say right around a pound. Right around a pound. Give or take. Yeah. And of women, right under half a pound. Advanced. Just a whisper. Yeah. A a, a whisper. (laughs) Honestly, like three pounds a year. You yeah. know, and, and eventually not even that. So, like, 
a quarter pound of money, you know, just, just, yeah, you know, barely anything. Just a quarter pounder, man. Just slap it on you somewhere. And for women, like, I mean. I mean, yeah, women is like under a quarter pound, basically. Yeah. So yeah. we're talking probably eight. eight to 10 pounds a year. Or no, 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 my no, God. No, Jesus, Jesus, I'm doing my Not even a wrong. pound. Uh, I mean, 0. 0.16. We're, we're talking 0. 0.16. Times so, 12. So really like probably one to two pounds a year. Yeah. Is, and, is what that is. Yeah. And realize that's if. That's your goal, and you're doing everything yeah. possible. You're, you're training properly. You're resting properly. Your you're nutrition's eating. on point. I mean, you're getting your protein in. Yeah. That's, you know. That's best case scenario with all of those things. So if you're just kind of doing – most people after the beginner stage, the, if you're tra- – and this is – you know, you're still training two or three days a week and, go, you know, pu- push – you're, you're – for the most part, just going to maintain. Yeah, which is great. Like, which is you, cool. You want to get to a good a good level, and and then be able to maintain it, right? You, it, it takes a lot of effort because muscle is expensive for your body, Very. and it doesn't right? want to like build it mm-hmm. if it doesn't have to. So, and then again, like I said, for most of our listeners, the the real takeaway for this is most people you don't want to fall into the trap of like, oh, I'm gaining muscle, and and if that's why you're gaining weight on the scale, and, and again, in the beginner stage. If you're a lady, you know, one pound a month. If you're a dude, two, two pounds a month. Um, and then beyond that six-month beginner stage, you're, you're really looking at, like, minuscule, minuscule gains. And that's trying to do everything right. Yeah. So you're really hoping muscularly, unless, if it's your go- unless it's your goal to just completely keep adding muscle, 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 the, re- the real realistic expectation after six months to a year is – that you're maintaining your muscle. Yeah. You Which know? is cool because, yeah. like, if you think about – if you do get those noob gains of 10, 15, 20 pounds, whatever it is, mm-hmm. depending on the person, that's a good bit of muscle on your body. Yeah. You know? And then, you know, it might be uh, losing some body fat to, to yeah. look how you want after that. Yeah. And just, yeah, c- keeping that activity level up. Yep. So, you know, <clears throat> for a dedicated trainer – some kind of like more broad numbers then is, yeah, like a, a young guy can, you know, 15 to 20 pounds of muscle gain, you know, over like the first year or two is, you know, great, right? For a dedicated training female, you know, really like 10 pounds and 10 to 15 pounds in the first two years of yeah. muscle. Um, and again, this is dedicated training to gain muscle. Consistency. Um, and then, yeah, like after those first three years, it would take persistent extreme dedicated effort to see any kind of incremental gains yeah so yeah from that point on the goal for most people is like hey i'm doing this to maintain my muscle and then your diet your nutrition is what's going to dictate fat loss or fat gain Mm -hmm. right so you're in this for the long haul you know you're getting most of your gains after three years unless you're if you're natural and then from there it's let me maintain my muscle and then any weight gain loss comes down to nutrition yep perfect mm. that's so th- that is realistic expectations of muscle gain and then tied in with the realistic expectation of fat loss you see too how much harder it is to gain muscle and how much easier it is to gain fat you know best case scenario in a month you could be rocking out you know <coughs> best case best case extreme best case 12 pounds, right? Yeah. So more realistic, good, two pounds a week, eight. So you're looking at, you could possibly lose eight to 12 pounds of fat in Every a month. month. 
you're really only looking at like a one-year time frame when you first start to even maybe possibly gain that ma amount of muscle in six to 12 months. And then from there, it's, it's not much, right? So um, whole different thing. That's another thing to keep, keep in effect. Now, so there's your body change stuff. There's what's going on. There's what's to expect. And yeah, you realize, yeah, why haven't you heard this before? It's, it's not exciting. It, yeah, it's not exciting, <laughs> right? It's the realistic is it takes time and not, and not a ton of change happens. Um, and this doesn't even truly factor in. This is real general numbers. Then um, individual genetics and situations, right? This is talking about if you're, you know, these, these numbers and expectations are with dedicated training, consistent nutrition, fat loss stuff, right? This not, then you have to layer in. Like we said, you know, your body size, right? Your experience, you know, beginner, advanced. If you're bigger, if you're smaller, th but then you also have your recovery. So your sleep. It's a big part of it. Your stress, your hormones, medications, health status. All those things are going to affect it too. You know, yeah. are you, you know, in menopause? Do you have hypothyroidism? <laughs> you know, are you on birth control? Are you on antidepressants? Um, you know, do you, are you diabetic? Uh, do you have excessive stress? All of those things Do you sleep it. a short amount, a, a lot? Do you get good quality? So all those things factor in too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, yeah, that affects whether you're, you know, are you the extreme case? Probably not. Mm -hmm. You know, like that extra super dedicated person that's doing everything right, probably has low stress levels. And, yeah. You know, and that's fine. You don't have to yeah. be that person, but still like being in that middle range, mm -hmm. pound. Yep. Time of the week, fat loss. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to fat loss, like things that make it easier are being younger, being male, being heavier to start, mm -hmm. uh, having more body fat to start, higher levels of activities, even like neat non-exercise. Yep. Non just moving activity, around. Just moving around. Um, yeah. It, it's easier, right? Compared to it's harder if you're older. It's harder if you're female. It's harder if you're smaller to begin with. It's harder if you're already relatively lean. Um if you have no activity, you know, if you don't move around much during the day, it makes it harder. So, yeah, those are things to keep keep in mind as okay. well. Now, one other type of expectation we want to go over is the, your actual maybe like fitness, strength, cardiovascular expectations. Yeah. You know, so a little more... Uh, Again, like, like we just mentioned, tons of factors play into this. Your fitness stuff is going to have a very strong genetic component as well. You know, like hormonal, genetics, body size, things like that, right? Yeah. Like, say you want to improve your bench press. Well, if you're six foot five and happen to have huge long arms and your friend is five foot six, you know, with some short, little short little arms, short arms, they are going to progress further and faster for sure on a bench press. They're just built to bench, and built you're not yeah, with your Michael Phelps wingspan. Yeah, you have further distance to go, right? <coughs> At the same time, if both those people, you wanted to uh, improve your concept to rowing time, you're competing on your 500 meter row. Or long arms is the the clear winner. They are going to have way more potential to progress further and 
faster, yes. get there faster, right? They're just going to be genetically in a better position for that specific thing. So that's why it, you have to be very careful, especially with comparing yourself. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of nuance, right? There's a ton of nuance, especially, I mean, we could look at a basic level, something that a lot of people compare themselves to other on, something like a, a deadlift, mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, well, you know, this person did 700 pounds. And yeah. you're like, well... But do they weigh 700 pounds? Th- <laughs> that person's like... 270 they're six foot five and you're five foot four yeah and 140 pounds like it's just you know it's not realistic to expect that it's like me like well actually both of us like dude we got small joints we're not huge frame dudes are we ever going to squat a thousand pounds no yep that's fine it's cool you know it wouldn't be realistic to expect that whereas somebody who's the first time they ever picked up a bar they're you know been working on Mm -hmm. a farm their whole life they squat 400 well yeah that's probably your guy And you also have to understand, too, like we said, there's going to be genetic differences. Some people say whatever. You you and your friend both turn 15 years old. Some people's starting points are different. Some people actually, they may sit down and be able to bench 285 the first time they ever bench. Yep. So then what if over the next two years that person goes from 285 to – or I'm sorry, from 185 to 250, right? And so, yeah, they're benching 250. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other person, say they're, you know, just, yeah, weaker to begin with, and they, they, can't eat, they can only bench the bar, 45. But then two years later, uh, they're able to bench um, 185, right? Well, then you see the other person, well, they're, 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 this is more impressive. They're doing 250. But their starting point was 185. Yeah. So they, say, increased um 75 pounds whereas the actual person who you would deem is a weaker and less went from 45 to 185 185 they increased you know 120 so basically almost even yeah that's crazy yeah so you know it's so much nuance like that and and you truly can't you got to play run your own race um they're all very different yeah and so again you could break this down into every exercise your body things a type's gonna make a difference to you know cardiovascular stuff genetically some people the way their you know their vo2 vo2 maxes and the, the way their you know oxygen delivery system all that is going to matter right so for again you could take two 15 year olds one goes to run a mile for the first time and does it in six minutes and the other does it in nine right because it's just gonna be say they're the same size all that's the same so there's just genetic components that would yep. favor one, one way or the other. So again, super nuanced, but to try and simplify it, realistic expectations with this stuff, understand that really the first, m- say you start a new movement or exercise that you want to do in the very beginning, almost all your gains, your progress are neurological. Yeah. So it's just your body getting used to the movement and getting better at the pattern and more efficient at it. So you're not actually in that first month, usually gaining any new muscle, but like you're just getting better and better at that movement. Yeah. Or strength per se. Right. So like, you know, you grab the bar the first time you do a bench press and you're all shaky. Right. And then over time you're not shaky. So you Mm -hmm. get more, but then you're able to go, Oh, I was able to do, you grab, 15 pound dumbbells, you're all shaky. But then the next time you're like, you're under more control and you're able to do 25 pound dumbbells. Wow. You went up 10 pound dumbbells in a week. And then the next week you're able to do 30 and the next week, 35 really what's going on is you're just getting more efficient and more neuro- neurological. You're getting gain. dialed in. Your brain's getting dialed in with how to do these mm-hmm. movements is so, what that is. Yeah. In the beginning you can expect 
to go up quicker. Fast progress. Mm-hmm. Then eventually, it starts, you, starts to level yeah, off a little bit. The, you get you get the pattern down. There's no nece- necessarily like neurological gains to be made, and then it's pure like creating um, strength, yeah. right? And muscle, you know, all the stuff that goes into that. And again, in the beginning, you're going to have you're going to be able to progress faster. Yeah, you have more room, more room to move. But it's going to diminish yeah right to where and again this is so individual so we're just going to throw almost example numbers but just to give you an idea of the rate you could make gains in the first year so say you're doing like a trap bar deadlift or dumbbell bench press where you go from 20 pounds to 40 pounds and on your bench press dumbbells and uh you know 150 pounds to 300 pounds on your trap bar deadlift so you could almost basically double you're starting your strength in a year mm-hmm. and then literally the next year it may take the entire year to increase it 10 percent. yeah to then go from a 40 pound dumbbell to like a 45 pound dumbbell in a, or uh you know 300 pound deadlift to a 335 yeah, pound deadlift yeah. right um and then from there it could take you Eventually, you could get to where, and then it could take you five years to go up five pounds. Yeah. You know, um, ex- and again, and this, you know, and this is even if, again, your super, like, your consistency, your dedication is at a high level, right? So, mm-hmm. again, similar to muscle, the muscle gain, for the most part, after, like, three years... It's very slow. The real goal is just to now maintain. Yeah. Let me maintain my strength and ability on all yeah. these movements. And that's still progress because you have built strength. You have built yeah. muscle by doing these things. And if you don't do them, you lose it. So, well, strength and muscle is form and function. That's what we want. It is super awesome to then maintain those things for decades yeah. and never make any more progress. Once you've established a good general level of fitness and strength and that's i think that's a very good question for people to ask themselves if they've been training for a few years is if you could maintain this level when you're 70 or 60 Mm -hmm. would you be happy about that and i think everybody be a resounding yes yeah it it needs to be because you're gonna quit yeah yeah and and you know realize you're not always gonna go up on everything yeah you know like you just can't or we'd all be benching up thousand pounds there's a limit and everyone's limit is going to be different. Yep. And um, it depends on, again, like we said, what's the specific exercise? What's the specific fitness endeavor? What's yeah. your body shape? What's your body size? What's your current goal? What's your age? What's your, like, oh. cause that depends a lot too. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to like get as lean as possible, well, that your strength is going to yeah. take a little hit in that regard too. So mm-hmm. realize that like, you're not going to get the leanest you've ever been and continue to get stronger and stronger and stronger yeah. and stronger. Like that's just, again, coming back to, the beginning it's not a good expectation yeah. to have yeah or what if your max deadlift you got to 300 pounds but it was when you weighed 300 pounds and then you lose 100 pounds your deadlift may go down or if it even stays the same you actually got stronger yeah because you're like because you 100 went, pounds less yeah deadlifting the same amount of weight you went from only deadlifting basically your body weight say at 300 pounds to so one and a half one and a half that's strength improvement right fitness that's fitness improvement yes so those are factors as well but ultimately, to wrap it up, I hope you see the big picture. The big reality is, and again, fat loss too. You can't lose fat forever. There's a healthy range of body fat. You don't just so it's going. You don't to, just keep going. It's going to stop at some point. And you've got to be able to maintain. Yeah. So the reality is, most of us, 
if this isn't your entire life and endeavor, these things are, well, we want to get to a leanness that, that we're happy with and can maintain, which means it gets to a point where you stop losing weight and yeah. body fat. We want to get to a strength level where we have function and capability and strength. But then, as we know, it gets to super diminishing returns and you can't just get stronger forever. No. So most of those gains are going to come in the first two years. You're, you can eventually hit, you know, lose 100 pounds of fat in two or three years. Obviously, if you only have 10 to lose, you, yeah. you know, say that could take a year or two. Um, and muscle gain, right? So you're going to stay natural, not, not do steroids and stuff. Like you're going to cap out after two or three years. So in general, too, now on a big picture expectation uh, spectrum, you can start to see where all progress, major progress, plateaus after two or three years of consistently doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the real reality is you need to be okay with and excited about maintaining and for years and decades. Yeah. That's the realistic facts. You know, and there's going to be people that get all butthurt and, they, and they're normally, oh, no, you could get better into, you know, hashtag na uh, Navy SEAL life and this and that. And no. Nah, it's, it's so diminishing unless you're going to now there are but you understand when you hear this then that, that'll be a power lifter it's yeah. like no i pr'd when i was 48 and it's like well yeah because you put the whole pursuit of your life to this sport yeah and everything that goes into it and then they also don't mention how oh all the injuries yeah like you tore your bicep or exactly <laughs> right like or someone's like oh no i hit you know uh you know, my best 5K at this age. Cool. You, you, do you know how much time and effort you went into that specific endeavor yeah. with the trade-off and expense of other stuff? Um, and, you know, so, and realize, oh, to be the strongest bench press, you're going to be probably carry more body fat than you want. So now you're sacrificing some health stuff for the, the lift mm -hmm. to keep progressing. Yep. So again, if your goal is general health and fitness, the realistic expectation is most of the short-term goals take longer than you expect. And then long-term, basically everything's going to plateau after two or three years. And you got to be cool with the awesome benefits uh, of maintenance. Let's keep in that. But the head game that comes with that of like, now I'm doing all this same stuff, which got all this fun, rapid change. I got to be leaner and I was taking measurements. I got to see the scale go down. I got to see my weights go up. This is so fun. This is so exhilarating. Woohoo! A year in, two year in, yay. And then it all kind of comes to a halt. Yep. But you're still doing, still doing the, things. the same stuff. But now you have to keep doing it for years and decades without the yeah. kind of, you know, the goal is to keep it at that point. Yeah. That is what you're shooting for. Instead of like, oh, I want to keep going up heavier and heavier and heavier. I just want to keep what I've got. And that allows you to keep the same autonomy and ability to do the things that you enjoy to do. That is what keeps you there. You know, like it was our last episode. We talked about like as you age or like not having muscle ages you. Well, keeping all this stuff will keep you yeah, young yeah. and, and able to do whatever you want for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So that's what the game turns into yeah. after you get all of your initial gains. Yeah. And I'll use myself as an example. Nothing I do fitness-wise, physique-wise is in the top percentile. Nothing overly impressive when you compare it to, um, you know, the peaks and of all this stuff. But ultimately for myself, I, you know, can maintain around uh, – lean, healthy body fat that makes me happy and keeps me in, in that range, right? So say like 10 to 12% body fat 
Um, and that's even leaner than it needs to be, right? Yeah. So for most people, it's like 15 for guys, right? But anyways, I'm able, I reached a body fat. I uh, probably gained, you know, a good 25 pounds, 20 pounds of muscle from my kind of natural being. Mm-hmm. Um, and both those things now I just maintain. And my goals, I've really maintained them in the last 10 years. And I want to maintain them the next 40 years, right? Fitness. I can you know, bench press, you know, more than my body weight. I can deadlift double my body weight. I can, um, you know, do 15 to 20 pull-ups. You could go run a 5k right now. I can go run a 5k and, um, not die (laughs) 21 minutes to 25 minutes probably. And, you know, so I have these certain fitness levels and I'm, and I know like I'm going to maintain them and I can do them now at 38 and I'll be able to do them at 58. Right. Mm -hmm. And, mentally like that's the expectation right so you you know and everyone again if you're natural and you're not pursuing the extremes of anything yeah because of because again the extremes come with trade-offs then that's where you want to get your your headspace and the reality is most people struggle to be consistent with all this stuff anyways yeah so yeah doing it for decades is way more impressive because most people struggle to do it for weeks yeah Two, so two months. <laughs> there you have it. Realistic. Yep. So again, if you're general health and fitness, find those like good um, strength parameters, right? And good body composition parameters. Aim to reach them. Realize it could take, you know, one to three years. And then from there, aim to maintain them. That's it. That's the game, baby. That's it. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, may, you know, and, and and if you just listen to this, it, it, you might have to write down a few things and reframe what your expectation needs to be, depending on what your goals are, and it, it, it'll help you, right? Because then you can celebrate yourself. And hey, I lost a pound this week. That's a freaking awesome, you know. Versus yeah. like, oh, I only lost a pound. Well, you know, if you have that that mindset, then you're just never going to be happy with any of it. So you really do have to you know, put it in perspective. Yep. So hopefully that helps. Hopefully it helps shift your mindset, get you set on the right expectations and you can start having more wins and more pats on the back versus just feeling frustrated and down even when you should feel great and awesome because yeah. of the progress you're making. Yep. All right. Well, we appreciate your for listening. All right. We'll catch you next time. See ya. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at coastalfitnessva.com or garydeagle.com. We'll see you next time.